So this is the Hallmarkies podcast, and uh, we are here to talk about two weeks worth of Christmas movies. That's a lot of Christmas, Amber. I know. I want to first off apologize. It's all my fault. I had finals last week, and I just said, Rachel, I can't make it work. And Rachel, being the angel human that she is, said, it's okay. We've done seven movies before. Let's do seven movies next week. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> well, I wept. We had the Q&A ready to go, so it all worked out perfect. And we hope you enjoyed the Q&A. We had a lot of fun filming it. We did. Uh, we talked a lot, and there's probably stuff that got cut that wasn't necessarily interesting, but we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> well, it's always fun to edit. Uh, but, all right, so let's get started right away with all of these movies. And we want to hear your feedback, because we may have some somewhat controversial opinions on some of these. And so we want to hear what you think in the comment section or on social media. Let us know. And uh, so let's get started with The Christmas Cottage. Okay, let's do it. Yes. So this is going way back two weeks. And <laughs> this, uh, it, we had originally given it two oranges. We were just full of oranges in this segment uh, of, <laughs> of the preview. Of our in our preview defense. Show. In our defense, there were like no casts. Yeah. Half of them had different names, probably different premises. Yeah. It's not even our fault yeah. that they're all oranges. We were just like, we trust Hallmark's mostly oranges. Right. Exactly. And some of these we didn't even know about at all. Uh, at all. And so, but the Christmas Cottage uh, is basically a story about uh, this girl uh, played by Merritt Patterson. And her name is Lacey. And she was in The Royal Winter earlier this year. Did you see that? I did, but this was before I was, you know, in a fully vested Hallmark podcaster. Right. So I don't remember a ton about it because it was just like on Yeah. while I was doing things. I will go back and rewatch it. I'm pretty sure it's still even on my DVR. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just, it's a generic princess movie. I like princess movies. And so I enjoyed it, but uh, I ended up having it at number 45 on my current ranking. New this year, I will watch 65 Hallmark movies. And so I have uh, Royal Winter at 45 out of 65. And by the end of, by the time we watch the Royal New Year's Ball, uh, I, I will have seen 69 total for the year. You need to watch more mystery ones. I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could, I, I, maybe I'll finally uh, um, dive into those. But, uh, but anyway, that's where I'm at um, so far is uh, 60, 65. And so, okay. So anyway, Merritt Patterson, she plays Lacey. Uh, she's the friend of this girl uh, named Ava who's getting married and who she grew up with, and yeah. Her. Side note: um, This girl was so familiar to me, and I could not place her. I have no idea if this is really why she looks super familiar to me. But she was on an episode of So Weird, which was, as you know, my favorite show when I was a child. It was like X Files for children on the Disney Channel. Oh, um, <laughs> it was amazing, and yeah. I really think that's what it is. It was very formative for me. So. Oh, okay. Brittany Anytime Wilson. I can shout out So Weird, I will. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard that. So Brittany Wilson was her name. And anyway, they have this tradition in their family of this cottage that uh, they get married around Christmas, and they get set up, and it's like, good luck for your wedding, for your marriage, 
if you spend your first night in this cottage. And so the, the brother of the Ava character is played by Steve Lund and they have a history, Lacey and Ian is the brother. Yeah, Ian spelled with an E. Yes. And so Steve Lund was in The Art of Us, which I have at 39 on my ranking for the year. I really liked him. Yeah, it was just different. I I mean, Taylor Cole's not my favorite, but at least he tried something new. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, (laughs) what did you think overall of this movie? So overall, I feel like it was mostly pretty bland, like, Mm -hmm. but it was, I really enjoyed all of the people they had as the like secondary characters. So, you know, obviously Brittany, uh, Brittany Wilson as Ava, the sister and her fiance, Carrie Feehan, who I love. He's her sister's brother in Nine Lives of Christmas. And I just love him. I love Mm -hmm. him. Every time he's on the screen, I'm like, yay. Um, and then also, um, Lacey's jerk boyfriend, who was not really a jerk. Yeah. He was just, like I said, I think I said this while tweeting, he's like the, the before in a Hallmark movie. Like, he's mm-hmm. primed to go to a small town and fall in love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's played by Victor Zink Jr., and I think he is just so handsome. Like, hmm. factory made the most, we're super handsome. Um, anyway, so I really liked, I liked all of those characters, and I think the casting did a really nice job with yeah. everybody, um, but the movie was just kind of whatever. I think the casting was really strong. I agree with you there, and I, I really, I wish that they had stayed in the cottage longer. Those are probably my favorite scenes, because what happens is, you know, of course, Ian and Lacey get stuck in the cottage. They get snowed in. And I, I just thought that whole section was the most, I don't know, most enjoyable for me. And uh, I think it worked. And I thought they had pretty good chemistry, the two of them. I liked them together. And uh, I don't know. I Actually, I, I guess maybe I enjoyed it a little bit more than you. Um, I, I thought it was pretty classic Hallmark movie, <laughs> this one. Uh, I, I did, I wasn't as high on Ava as you were, just because I felt like she was kind of high maintenance. Like, I mean, I really felt like they they were kind of bratty about, the, particularly about the Christmas tree. Like that white Christmas tree was really pretty. And Rachel, you're coming at you're coming for her wig because you have a white Christmas tree. Well, no, no, I'm talking about the white ornaments and the way that she oh. had it decorated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, like, and and it was like, oh, well, you got a. a you know, she, they were like a, kind of offended that she would like order stuff online and like have this that she wouldn't, I guess, use, I guess that was somehow worse than like using the stuff that the old stuff, whatever. And uh, that was somehow they like judged her because defense, of that. And I'm like, in their defense, I mean, she'd been there before, she knew the family's tradition. So, like, I mean, she probably knew they had all these ornaments. I mean, for Pete's sake, they made a cute little ornament of themselves with a heart when they were children. It's not like, the oh, these family heirloom ornaments are a brand new concept for her. Well, and I just felt like when she, she said something to the point of, like, can't you just let me have this one thing? And uh, I'm like, yeah, can't you just have one thing that she's, like, designed for her friend, you know, that 
I don't know. I just felt like they were being a little bratty, to How be honest. dare you? I did. I did. Also, it's her wedding. She's allowed to have things the way she wants. It's like, it's like Ian said. It's not, we're not decorating the cottage to make you happy, Lacey. We're decorating the cottage to make Ava happy. Yeah. If, but, if Lacey was going to stay there, this would be different. I guess, I guess. But I don't know. Uh, and so, I, but I liked, I liked them all the scenes with them sort of, uh, you know, hanging out in their PJs in the Snowden cottage. It was I, cute. I will I, agree. PJ party was the best part. Yeah. I could have had that even longer. I really could have. I was kind of hoping that it would like go into one more day or something like that, but they quickly, everything gets sort of figured out. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I liked the fact that she like did the drawing of the, of his like dream life or whatever. And, um, yeah and, okay i don't remember i don't remember what stupid name they came up with for his cafe de ian or something yeah yeah <laughs> um i can't believe that his name is spelled e-a-n and they don't have it be like eats at ian or like ian's eats because his name is literally almost eat and he's trying to set up a restaurant yeah. and they don't do some sort of play on that I was so mad while watching it. It was distracting. <laughs> yeah. But I have to say this guy, Steve Lund, he's a, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. He can definitely be in one of the dueling firehouses. Yeah. Let's guess. In, sure. in the 365 men of Christmas. Yeah. I mean, and, and a little baby. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I did think though, and we talked about this previously, but so the weird food was the the food, the special food that he's like cooking for her was like, like out of control. He's so like, I, oh, look at this very fancy turkey with cumin and cilantro <laughs> and cranberry sauce so and is, and uh, p- peppermint. Yeah. So in one meal, you have miso, which is a strong flavor, miso glazed turkey with roasted yams with gochujang, which is another strong flavor, green beans, and five spice, another strong flavor, gravy. Okay, that's just your main meal. Then for dessert, you have cranberry, strong flavor, gingerbread, strong flavor, (laughs) souffle with bourbon, strong flavor, molasses sauce. So in one meal, like all of these things individually were probably tasty, but combined, I just think it just sounds so bad. Terrible. Not to be this person, but none of those meal things are for me. Like cranberry. Thanks. I'll take the cranberry. Everything else, I'm kind of, no thanks. So when he was like, here's my fancy meal, I was like, I'll pass. Christmas cottage. And so uh, I enjoyed it. I actually thought, I liked the fact they didn't do a liar reveal uh, you know, it was just sort of this miscommunication about him throwing away the, uh, or dropping or whatever, the paint, the, the drawing. And, but he does leave to go to Finland, but then of course stops by the cottage just in the nick of time. And I thought the ending was kind of nice. And, and it, we talked about this last time, but she, uh, she doesn't pick up the phone and <laughs> kiss, which I kind of liked. I don't know. I just enjoyed it. Maybe I was just in the mood for it, but, um, I actually have it ranked. Well, I guess we should do crowns first. But um, I would give this three and a half crowns. I oh, it. yeah, interesting. Um, I gave it three crowns even. Um, so, it was yeah, it was just a little. It was just fine. Mm-hmm. That's what three crowns means. It's fine. Christmas cottage in my ranking at 
number 26. I have it just after Bramble House Christmas and before The Good Witch, Spellbound. Okay. So there you go. I enjoyed it. Um, okay. Next up, we have Christmas Encore. <laughs> so this one we gave two oranges to. Yes. So like I said, most of these were oranges. I don't think we knew the casting. I can't remember. But anyway, so basically the, the idea behind this movie is you have Maggie Lawson playing Charlotte. And she's been, I guess she's only been in one other Hallmark movie, which seems wrong. But I couldn't find any. There's, but she was in My Favorite Wedding. Wedding is listed at 35 in my ranking. So right, kind of in the middle. Um, but anyway, so Maggie Lawson, and it was really funny on the psych movie. They, did you watch that yet? Yes, I did. Okay. Wasn't that so funny? And they were like, died. So funny. And when they were like, that sounds right out of a Hallmark movie. And it was just so funny because like, and it, cause the, Sean says, she would, Joseph would never do a Hallmark movie. Yeah. It <laughs> She's was, doing one that Saturday. That it was so funny. It came, it was, I, I laughed so hard. Yeah. Um, it was the only thing that actually got spoiled for me about the psych movie, oh, which sorry. is not surprising because, you know, we do a Hallmark podcast, so obviously the Hallmark things come up in my feed, oh. but it was, um, it was so funny. Sorry. I, I even, like, I was, it's not a spoiler, really, it doesn't change the plot, but I was anticipating the joke, oh, okay. and I feel like it even made it more funny. Okay. Yeah, it was so funny. plays this, like, struggling actress in New York City. And she's trying to get and uh, uh, she's trying to get these advertising jobs at first, and uh, she ends up through various contrivances, ends up getting a part. Uh, and we'll talk about more about this, but she gets this part in this uh, version of Christmas Carol. And Brennan Elliott, who is one of the kings of Hallmark, probably huge people love Bren Brennan Elliott, uh, and. Uh, he is the director, but he's also her former like adversary because he, he's an actor for the show called Thick and Thin. Yeah. It sounded like a really lame show. Uh, I was so on board with Thick and Thin. Oh, you liked it? I, I th it's a really good fake movie name. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I felt like I couldn't decide if the movie was like making fun like if that kind of excited if he was supposed to be like too cool or like lame well i think like, the what? show is one of the like i think thick and thin is supposed to be like an over-the-top dramatic slash terrible show mm -hmm. that's super popular okay. so like he'd be super famous and super popular but also kind of ridiculous but I think is what they were going for. It doesn't really make sense, though, because why would he not be able to call in favors? And why would he have to turn to ex-girlfriend? Like I said, we'll talk about more about this. But like, well, well, it sounds to me like the show had been canceled for a while and that his ex-girlfriend had gone on to do more things where hmm. he kind of didn't really do much. Like, I kind of imagine him doing the Comic-Con circuit. Like, so when her roommate was watching it, that was, like, old? It wasn't Yeah, like I think it was, like, broadcast? in syndication. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. But she's really mad. She hates him because he, he, like, went all improv 
on their audition and like yeah. ruined it for her because she's not good at improv. And anyway, so yeah, they just do this play and uh, I have, uh, just so you know, uh, the, it's Brendan Elliott, All of My Heart 2 uh, is at 37 on my ranking. <laughs> You know, do you don't want to talk about what it's at for me. Yeah, so there you go. Um, but I'm not a big fan of this movie. I really didn't care for it. I, I think it had so much potential, but my biggest problem with this film is that it felt extremely cluttered to me. Like, she should just have, like, one best friend that she goes to to talk to, and, like, and she has the people in the play and the boyfriend or whatever. She can have a wrong guy and a best friend. But this, seriously, this movie had, she had two roommates. She had a friend in Chicago who has a job for her. She has her mom, the boss at the restaurant. There's the cast of the play. There's, a, then like, there, there was a gray-haired lady in the play who, like, I couldn't tell if she was, like, on their side or not. She was sort of weird to me. And then there's the, uh, the caddy ex-girlfriend. There's the theater owner who's the villain, but you don't see very much of. I mean, it was just, there was a lot of characters in this. And I just, I don't think that... I don't know, it just felt cluttered to me. And what was frustrating to me is that I think that they had the opportunity to do something really cool and show them like kind of falling in love while participating in Christmas Carol and while participating in this creative endeavor together. But they showed almost none of it. And so instead it was just your typical like decorating three Christmas trees and uh and you know, like walking and and eating and and uh, a snowball duel and like I don't know I just felt like it was just so bland when they had the opportunity to be something cool and creative and then it's supposed to be this big breakthrough that she's like you know that she's now made it basically is kind of the feel but everybody in the audience was basically one of her friends yeah like that's not like making it <laughs> I don't know anyway what did you think of it so real talk Right. This is very scathing to say, but I had to watch it in two parts. I couldn't even finish watching it because I was super bored and irritated. Yeah. First of all, let's talk about the play within the movie, which is yeah. A Christmas Carol. Classic. Great. Christmas Carol's the best. Right. Modern adaptations. Excellent. We love the Carrie Fisher one. We love a Diva's Christmas Carol. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> fun. It's fun. It's a fun idea. Yeah. Uh, they went with Erlinda for the name. Yeah. The girl name of Ebenezer. All of the E names in the history of the world, and they go with Erlinda. It's supposed yeah. to be a modern adaptation. No one's used the name Erlinda since, like, 1650, guys. I've never even heard that name. Or, like, uh, you could do, like, Eben. That would be way better. And, and the whole idea that this is, like, revolutionary to do a, like you said, you just named, I can think of four versions off the top of my head. Granted, I know my Christmas Carol, but I can think of four versions off the top of my head that feature women. This is by no means some kind of revolutionary concept. Yeah, a modernized version of a woman being Ebenezer Scrooge bonkers i guess the, the the modern part of it was i'm pretty sure she was just every character since she got tiny tim's line <laughs> well i mean and i guess i would have even been able to accept that that this was somehow some breakthrough thing 
but we never got to see them like work. Like if, if, if they'd been like, okay, this is, you know, this is a revolutionary thing. And we'd like seen them uh, practicing and seen them sort of bonding together. I mean, high school musical is much better book at theater than this is. This I mean, could have been high school musical. I know. This could have been Hallmark school musical guys. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't even close. It no. could have been so many things. But no, you know what it was? Not great. It was I'm boring. Like it was boring, and I, I'm gonna say this: I like Brendan Elliot. I think Brendan Elliot shines when he gets to be funny, and he didn't get to be funny in this. He didn't get to be funny, and I actually think he's kind of the best when he's sort of sincere and sweet. Like he just—I don't think he's the great right guy to be like the cool tough guy, Hollywood celebrity, no, whatever. Not not cool tough guy, but yeah. like when like he's even like, his haircut was a little. Eh. Why was it? Why did he have ninety Guy Fieri spikes? I did not understand. That's not against him, guys. That's against the gel lady in the in the hair booth. Right. Um. No. So, but I, I no. I really like when he's, he's he's very good at comedy. He really is. And he had like maybe two moments where he got to be a little bit funny, Mm -hmm. but he didn't get to really do that. And I think in this, it could have been very endearing to him like oh i'm the cool guy actor but i'm funny instead of oh i'm the cool guy actor but i'm trying to be super sincere but it's just weird yeah i don't know um also i do like when he's the villain because he's a Mm. good bad guy but my favorite of his is the nanny express and he's just really like sweet and sincere and trying and and uh, you know like a, a dad who's really trying and so i guess that's where i see him the most but like I, I don't know. And the, the thing is, I don't, I don't think that they should have set this in New York because the whole idea that like people would be up in arms about an off-Broadway theater closing, I know this is overthinking it, but still is ridiculous. Like <laughs> New York City has like hundreds of theaters. Like there, there's no community around theaters, like uh, some off-Broadway theater doing some, you know, version of Christmas Carol. Like, yeah. Yeah. All of her friends showed up, but like, I mean, ridiculous that there would be this like community outcry is absurd i feel like that theater was minuscule like no offense my elementary school production of anything had more people than that i'm pretty sure my niece's um christmas program for just her preschool class had more people in attendance and they were all probably equally connected to the Hollywood scene. Also, why why was she trying to make it in film and television in New York? If she didn't want to be a Broadway or a stage person, why was she right. in New York at all? I have no idea. Because this is, that's not where you go. Right. Agreed. And do you, do you agree that it was kind of cluttered? Like, why do yeah. we need two it roommates? Was, it was... Why do, it was not great, guys. I'm so sorry. I know I saw a lady who posted something about how she liked that it was different and it was them working together and growing together. And I was like, no, it wasn't. That's what they just told you it was. They didn't actually do it. Made me mad. Yeah. Ma- I had to pause it, you guys. I was watching it and I was like, I wanted you to be so good. Maggie yeah. Lawson show. I like them. I like Maggie Lawson. This is disappointing. Yeah. I'm going to have to, yeah. I'm going to have to take a minute. <laughs> I was live tweeting, so I couldn't, but yeah, I agree. And I don't know, it just, it, I didn't think that they had good chemistry, which I thought that they would going into it. I thought they would have really good chemistry, but I did not think they did. And 
they when when the whole like save the blank fails it is such a snooze like save the farm save the theater save the restaurant save the blah 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 it can work if it's executed well yeah we didn't even need we didn't need to save the barn or whatever like like the um the christmas at holly lodge that was basically like a save the save the lodge kind of storyline whatever let's just okay let's just stop pretending like anything's going to go out of business yeah, we're on board, but I, it's, there's no stakes. Yeah. Cause I was thinking about, see, that's the difference between something like this and like, you've got mail, you've got mail closes the shop. You've got yeah. mail has the guts to have her have to figure out a whole new path and a whole new life. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably, I think people are thinking of stories like that when they set it in New York, but like, if this was set, in Salt Lake City or something like that, like the closing of a major like theater, that would be way more of like a community thing than like off Broadway, New York. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm um, sorry, you uh, being a success your first night when it's just like your friends and family preview yeah. of a tiny off Broadway show, like you said, that does not mean you've made it. <laughs> and like, oh, what a big risk to keep living your slummy life. That's not a risk. That's just staying where you are. Yeah. And they tried to make us be like, oh, what a breakthrough. She decided to stay and do, like, she literally didn't change or grow the whole time. Well, she just and, got a job. Yeah. And, and he's supposed to be, like, this creative director, but he literally did nothing creative the entire time. Like, she did a few things, I guess, if you consider her, her monologue or whatever. He did nothing. Like, why would you want him as a creative director? Like, I don't know. I, maybe he did off camera, but not what we saw. <laughs> Also, I just need to complain some more. Like, why did we need the 86 people who worked at the theater who we never saw them do anything? Yeah. Um, also, what was with the exposition in the play? Remember when we saw the play and she yeah. was like, oh, hello. Thank you. I am very excited. I hope I get this promotion that I would like to get. What? Because, well, like, in that... Is she not only Ebenezer Scrooge, but also Bob Cratchit <laughs> and also Tiny Kim? Like, I, I, who? I, was I can't really handle the fact that there are only, there were, there were like eight characters at that feast at the end, but she's all the characters. So who were the other people? Like the Christmas know. goose that she picked up on the way? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, this is really revolutionary here. This is very I mean, I guess if you are doing a one-man Christmas carol, yeah. that is kind of revolutionary. So yeah. maybe I had to take back everything I said against the play <laughs> and realize, oh, that's it. She's doing a one-man show. <laughs> yeah. So it was frustrating. And then and all the ghosts are actually just like her schizophrenia. You guys, this actually changes... This is a revolutionary interpretation. <laughs> Maybe all of her friends. Like, that's why it was so cluttered. They're all like <laughs> Also, okay. Also, if you're going to have them doing a Christmas carol in the thing, she has to have a sort of Christmas carol arc, doesn't she? I wouldn't think so. And the whole thing with Chicago, I thought that was a total weird thing. Like, like it kind of would have, it would have even been fun if like, they had her friend come back and offer her all of these things and a look at like her Christmas past, like her past. And then if they had like, they had her waiter friend 
acting as like Christmas present. Yeah. And like, and then also like Christmas future was something else. Like maybe that would have been fun. And like, Oh, how interesting. If mm-hmm. you really look at it, you can see that she's actually going through an Ebenezer Scrooge arc. No, she's not. It's just, they yeah. just have a hundred people. Well, and the she show. was being so stupid too. Like the, I actually liked the catty ex-girlfriend. Like she could have been fun, but they didn't use her enough. But like, she's being all jealous because this person is helping them with their play and like getting the word out. <laughs> and I, I don't yeah, know. It's yeah, she's all good. jealous. You guys haven't even kissed. Yeah. Dial it back. <laughs> yeah, right. And he, she's, she had just told him that she wasn't interested. She, oh, I don't date actors. She just told him that. And then she's all like super jealous. Anyway, so. you guys, I can't talk about it anymore. You're going to get mad at me. So <laughs> let's just leave it at, I gave it 2.2 crowns. Oh, yeah. So, I gave it 1.5. Ooh. I See, I was so tempted to give it lower. Ooh, I was so tempted. But then I thought, you know, it did have Maggie Lawson in it, and it did have Brendan Elliott. But isn't that worse to have those great talent and you use them poorly? Well, I don't know. There were some things. It just, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. It actually was started at a... Th- at a 2.8 and then as i kept watching it it just kept hemorrhaging points <laughs> as it kept going so like if the movie had been a half an hour longer it could have gotten a lot get worse rid of that point too get it take it off take it off okay. take it off i was struggling with it but it's gone it's gone <laughs> so i have uh i have this ranked at number 59 out of six out of 65 i have it below love blossoms which was so boring and 58 and above a joyous christmas which i just found there was nobody in this movie that like actively annoyed me uh like in that movie uh but that's just what we thought it's not against him we're not mad at him no we're mad at almost everyone else and his heir we still wanted to be in the firehouse movie yeah, he could. He would be an excellent chief of one of the firehouses. Oh yes! Like imagine Cameron Matheson's the chief of one, oh. and Elliot's the chief of the other one. Oh my! Think gosh. of the shenanigans. Oh, I have to write this uh, just just for fun. Okay, so. <laughs> just like fanfic. <laughs> I know, I do. It It'll be, be like the next Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> it would be but so like, good. not like that. It It'll be better. like the Fifty Shades of eggplant we're not gonna we're not <laughs> oh, gonna go there hallmark um okay shades of hallmark the hallmark publishing is looking for an entry so who knows okay so let's talk about the next movie sharing christmas because we have seven to cover <laughs> so sharing christmas this was changed from the christmas shop mm-hmm. and i think that was just very stupid there's nothing in this movie about sharing christmas I honestly, can I just also say, I don't understand these name changes. Like, unless there is some other property that has that name, I don't know why they're changing it because they do all this pre-publicity trying to get you hyped up and release all these articles and press releases and schedules. And they're like, psych, the name's different. And the names are usually worse. Yes. Yeah, way worse. I mean, there was, like, not only is this worse and completely bland, there's no sharing going on. Like, it's just one person introducing another person to their version of Christmas. Like, when does the Bobby Campbell character share with her Christmas? 
you know, maybe it got cut with Brooks from The Bachelorette. Maybe, like, maybe that got left on the cutting room floor like yeah, he did. It could be. It could be. Uh, I don't know. It's just so weird. I don't understand the name. But we had given this two oranges, but it was slightly different in the, in the original summary that we read. It was a man who owned the Christmas shop and the ice queen woman, businesswoman, who... Uh, so that I think that's actually it was a good change that they made that yes um, and we have a special connection you have a special connection to this movie I have such a special connection to this movie I stalked this movie <laughs> for you know several hours um, I was just minding my own business driving to school from work when out of the corner of my eye I see cameras and fake snow and I say what's this so I just keep doing loops around the block because I've got about a half an hour to kill. Right. Just trying to figure out what show it is. Fun fact, didn't figure it out. Went to class, came back from class, parked in a parking garage, and scoped yeah. it out. Oh, and I saw, I saw Bobby Campo. One of the times when I was doing a pass, actually before I parked, yeah. he waved he pretty waved. sure Ooh. at my car because he was like, there's this weird car again. He was like offset, <laughs> off camera, and I said, Oh my gosh, it's Bobby Campo. And then I said, oh, I know what it is. It's the Christmas shop. And I was excited. And then it, I got his name changed. But yeah. it was very fun. I took a paparazzi picture. You couldn't tell anything because I just had my iPhone. It was very exciting. Yeah. Anyway, also, so obviously it was filmed in Utah. It was and fun. I, this is another one like Christmas Hardcore. I don't understand why you have this in New York. Because this shop would get slaughtered in New York City. Like, it's not nearly, like, no, they have no, no technology, no, like, the idea that, like, that, like, a shop like this. Well, is it, is it New York City, or is it, like, New York State? I, well, I think it was supposed to be, like, one of the, one of the boroughs, like, Brooklyn, or someplace like that. I don't know. But, like, it would get slaughtered. And it, oh, I guess yeah, they have, they like, CGI, rent control. They CGI'd in some tall buildings around Trolley Square. <laughs> So yeah, it was downtown. It would make much more sense to have it in Utah or someplace like that. I'm in Denver or wherever because like that you know kind you know of what? store would need so much more to that. Maybe I'm not giving Newark enough credit. Maybe they really like idolize and, and are like super community about these stores, but I don't think so. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, if, say, if let's, put this, let's set this in Pennsylvania. Yeah, like, I mean, if the cute little store and you've got mail can go under and nobody cares, I don't think <laughs> I don't think that your little Christmas shop is going to going to be doing anything. And so one of the problems that I have with this, I, I didn't hate this movie, but one of the problems I had with this movie is I didn't think the shop was nearly special enough. It looked kind of amateurish to me. And I don't know, it should have been more like in Evergreen, the Christmas in Evergreen, whatever, where just everything in that whole town just looked beautiful and magical and wonderful. It should have had sort of that kind of feel, or even in, in Finding Santa. Like, that Christmas shop was way better than this Christmas shop. Yeah, I this think. Christmas shop was a little meh. Also, um, I do want to say, like, Trolley Square is such an interesting-looking place, which is where yeah. they filmed the interiors. Right. Um, and all they ever showed you was that foyer with the giant tree. And there, it's, like, yeah. And just one cool. shot of the, there's, the water tower, whatever. Yeah, and the water tower. But there's, like, there's like bricks that are, like all laid inside it's like a very cool setup there's like literally an old trolley there that you could that there's like a restaurant or something in they didn't even show that they're like trolley square 
They don't even show the iconic trolley. They just show the water tower. It, I just was confused. But, but it would have helped make the whole building and the whole area seem like more of something to save if they had, sh- you know, shown yeah. some of the charm. Just so many ways they could have made it feel more special and magical and whimsical. And it just didn't feel... It just didn't feel, it looked cheap to me. And um, so anyway, but let's talk about some of the positives. So you you have Ellen Holman as mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie, as the daughter of the owners of the Christmas shop. And like her parents are like jutting off to Florida and uh, they're leaving her the shop. And uh, she doesn't seem ready for this. Would you agree? Yeah. And like, I don't really understand where they're like, okay, bye, have fun with the store. Like, neither of them really wanted to go. It was really weird. I mean, but they really have not had any warning that this was all going to be, like, crumbling, you know, and and they're just like, bye, daughter. (laughs) Maybe they didn't. I don't know. they're, They're a Christmas shop, and they don't say, okay, you can have this after the new year. Yeah. Once Christmas is over. Right. They're like, busiest time of the season. Peace. Yeah. It was just bonkers. I right. don't know. So, but I thought that she was good, though. And I guess this is her Hallmark debut. I can find. She's yeah. in a um, Lifetime movie called A Perfect Christmas List. I haven't seen it. But uh, it was also directed by the same director, Peter Sullivan. Yeah. Um, so I actually, when we they announced her... I was a little unsure about her because, you know, she was untested and mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything, but she was actually quite a delight. I was very yeah. pleased. Agreed. Um, and obviously Bobby Campo is an angel. Mm-hmm. So he, he waved at me. Um, and Cause he's been in a number. He's been, he was in My Christmas Love, which I didn't really like, but he was charming in it. And uh, Snow Bride, he's in. Yep. And uh, he's also in the uh, Love, the um, Love Comes Softly uh, Christmas movie. Yeah, so yeah. he's a delight, you guys. And he's really into Christmas. Just watch his videos. I'm just kidding. Just see what <laughs> movies he's in. Um, but no, it was fun. I really liked it. Um, I liked that the Dave Cuz guy, the saxophone man, mm-hmm. like actually had lines. That made it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was nice. I liked that whole thing. I. Uh, they, he actually got to really play and which I, you know, was nice and it sounded good. And the whole like music side of it, I thought really worked. I liked that. Um, him taking her to like the vinyl shop and stuff like that. Yeah. And I really, I do also have to say, I super loved his little snowman. I thought it was so funny when he would just like talk to his little snowman. That was funny. That was a good moment. I don't even remember that. His little snowman ornament that he got. Oh, but uh, but also, like, supposedly she makes these ornaments for Don't talk this about man. the ornaments. You loved them? No. They looked terrible. They and looked... supposedly they're supposed to be, like, super meaningful. And they look like something you make in primary. Like, it looked... <laughs> yeah, guys. It was not necessarily the finest ornament crafting I've ever seen. Yeah. It was... It wasn't I, I, like, was the old man who came back every year blind? <laughs> yeah. Because it looked terrible. And I legitimately, like, I am not a crafty person. I legitimately could make something better looking than that. Oh, for sure. I'm sure they were going for, like, oh, I want them to be able to tell that they made this, that we didn't just get a Hallmark keepsake ornament. But just 
Just throw in all Marquise Zeta ornament, guys. This fine. We'll be fine with it. Yeah, or have her, like, select the perfect ornament for this memory. Like, that would have been way better and have it be, like, a, uh, you know, you could have done, like, magical Christmas ornaments, uh, you know, and have it be just this, ma- almost this magical, beautiful, perfect ornament that she picks yeah. out. Like, if you're not going to make just, one We're just nitpicking right now because we're haters, you guys. It's not... <laughs> It's not, I actually really did like this movie for the most part. Did you? I yeah. thought it was fine. I was sort of in the fine camp. Uh, I thought that uh, they had chemistry and that's what saved it. I thought that they yeah. were so good together that I liked that. And they I- was quit his job. He's like, you won't let him stay? I'm out. And he actually followed through. And then she was mad at him and didn't talk to him. And I was like, he literally just quit. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? But it was fun. I liked it. Yeah, and he helped her get, like, all uh, all advanced in technology. And I was so surprised, though, when they did the year later that, like, it wasn't, I don't know, it was just, like, here's the shop. That's all it was. They, I thought he was going to, like, propose or something. Uh, and they kissed on the cheek. They had a cheek kiss, and I love yeah. cheek kisses. <laughs> but I was just surprised. That why do an epilogue if you're not going to have, I don't know. I prefer an epilogue to anything. Epilogues are better than the movie. Because nothing you know really that you're changed. not gonna get you're not gonna get Autumn in the vineyarded and they're just gonna be broken up. You know that they'll be fine. I guess, but like, why wouldn't you have like I like the one in Finding Santa way better because they actually well, get like, obviously engaged. when they get engaged it's better or <laughs> when they get you know married or they show them like oh eight years later and there's like here's a wedding ring we got nine children that is obviously better. Yeah. The further you go and the more advanced a relationship is, it's better. But, you know. I don't know. Beggars can't be choosers, and I take my epilogues where I can get them. Okay. Well, so I gave this three crowns. I also gave it three crowns. Yeah. And so I actually have it at number 38 on my ranking. I have it just after The Christmas Train at 37 and just before The Art of Us at 39. Cool. There you go. Okay, so next up we have Maggie, Carrie Kingsbury's Maggie's Christmas Miracle. And I did read this book. Okay. And uh, the book is a lot more Christian than me. <laughs> um, but it was good. I liked it. It's very short. It's just like a novella. And um, so anyway, but in this you have the single mom, Maggie, who is very protective of her son uh, and <clears throat> like doesn't want him to like have a Christmas tree and just like very like protective uh because of her past and it starts out with with her when she's like 13 prologue. meeting what's that prologue yeah Half as was, good as an epilogue but better than nothing yeah it was cute that though they were really cute these teens but anyway supposedly this was like the greatest day of her life was me was spending time with with Casey this yes. uh, Casey and I uh, when she was 13 even though I mean it was kind of funny to me because she would say that she's like that was the happiest day of my life and I'm thinking you've had like a child <laughs> since then like this shouldn't be 13 shouldn't be the happiest day of your life like I would think having your child or like well maybe she means like the happiest day of her life that involves no one else I mean I guess it involved what's his face I don't know she's just a terrible know. person <laughs> Yeah, she's just funny. But anyway, and so Jill Wagner is playing Maggie, and uh, she's been in Autumn Dreams and Christmas Cookies. And wait, her- his name is Cade. 
Cade, but but like he's really Casey. Like yeah, I know. Like the, yeah, I don't want to. I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> okay, but anyway, and so this is uh, Harvest Wedding. I have at fifteen in my ranking, so pretty high. She's great. I love she's, her. She's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited that she's been added to the to the list of ladies yeah. because she's she's a delight. Yeah, she's really good. And oh, I wanted to say that I've been wanting to make a comment about this for some time, but I keep forgetting in the podcast. So. They could maybe work a little bit harder on the, on the uh, title cards of these movies. This one was the worst I've ever seen, though. It was literally Times New Roman with a drop shadow. Like, it was like anybody with Photoshop could make the title cards for this movie. Yeah, and like, the thing that I don't understand is so they have these posters that they release for these movies. Yeah. That have these cute little different fonts and, like, whatever. Yeah. And they don't even use those in their movie. Right. In the title cards. I, I know how hard it is to add a title to a movie, so they can do it, you guys. It's not that difficult. <laughs> like, I, I get it. We're being nitpicky here, but I just, I've been wanting to say it for a while because they're just so lazy. <laughs> and this one was just the worst. It was son who starts writing these letters to God. And one of the things the book does better is that, like, she's more of a religious character. And mm-hmm. so, like, it makes more sense. Like, I, I kind of wondered, like, do you think it was a little odd that like he is very religious and writing letters to God, but like she didn't ever seem religious? I didn't. I didn't look too much into it. I was like, children have faith. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so so he's writing these letters to God, asking for his mom to be happy, which was very sweet. And this kid was so cute. So I cute. Coolest, best glasses in the history of glasses. Yeah. Hashtag best glasses in the universe yeah you guys nope nope we're not done um i they they were ray-bans they were blue he was so cool in them i wanted to buy some but i didn't want to be a copycat but i really looked into it they were really cute and he was great and uh just a very sweet thoughtful little kid and so he's not doing that well in school yeah he's like math is terrible hate math yeah. And so they have uh, Mr. Cade, as he's referred to here, as a reference for a tutor. Casey. Yeah. I mean, You're mixing him up. No, Cade is what he goes by at the beginning, right? Cade's what he goes by as a baby. Oh, sorry. Casey's so, his name as a grown-up. So, so they have Casey as a reference for a tutor. Mm-hmm. And that's our main man, Mr. Luke McFarlane. Who, oh my lanta. Yeah. Luke McFarlane. He is making some excellent uh, progress in my heart and working his way up the fireman's rankings in the 18 men and a baby. (laughs) Yeah, because I already like Mistletoe Promise a lot. I think that's really good. And I love the birthday wish that he was already in this year. And that is number seven in my ranking. I really like it. And so he's like scoring big points so far in these roles. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> I mean, they're investing. Well, yeah. <laughs> he was great in this. I thought. And so he plays this like wounded man who like has lost his wife. It's so sad. And like, so, Oh, remember when he was talking to the quilt? <laughs> yes, Poor quilt. little guy. <laughs> 
so sad. It was but he's so also, sad. He's like a miracle man because he's like running this diner and he has these like Christmas stuff on the side. Plus he's tutoring. Plus he's just great. And and so they start to get to know each other and he started doing all his tutoring. And I, I liked the grandma on this a lot. She was cool. Yeah, she was good. There was a fun scene where they were folding uh, clothes or whatever. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I can't remember exactly. I, I didn't write down, but... Uh, Maggie was rolling and the grandma was folding. And Maggie was like, well, it won't wrinkle the shirts. And I'm calling shenanigans on that because if you roll a shirt, it still gets wrinkled, just, just gets yeah. wrinkled in a different way. Right. But I, I, I wish I'd written down uh, that little dynam dy dynamic because she is just basically like, it was kind of like a don't blame me for your problems kind of a thing, you know, like she had said something like, well, you never got over dad leaving yeah, and either. And, uh, and the mom was just kind of like, no, that's not an excuse. And so I thought that she was good and she kind of called, I actually wrote down here, I liked the grandma and how she called Maggie out on her BS. That yeah. is very true. I agree with myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. good, though. It was. It was good. I mean, <laughs> there was so much about this movie that was really great. Yeah. And they had great chemistry together. And let's talk about our Mr. Creepster. Okay. Lane Edwards, who I love. He's been in lots of things where he's like the side guy or the wrong guy. Yeah. Um, I think he's been the nice guy in a couple of them, but not like the guy right right um i love him he's so great um except for in this movie yeah. where i legitimately was worried for maggie like yeah. i i think i told you this that i was worried we were taking a turn for like a lifetime movie right. a cautionary tale because yeah. he says i wrote it down because it was so creepy he says you want to talk about the law i want to talk about the perfume you are wearing which, like, eh, borderline. Uh, if that was the only red flag, we would have been like, eh. It was just, like, weird moment. But no, like, he shows up, he follows her. He's like, yeah. let's always spend our time only together. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then he's also, I don't know, he was. Well, he, he wants her to leave scared. and go to Rome, like, and leave her kid. And, and, and he, says, he says, I love a generous man. I should clone me. Like he's he's what? he is crazy. Yeah, it was like, I didn't like it. And the scene where they're cooking. I thought that was so funny and so great. And I I, I just I really thought that was did you like that? Yeah. I'm, honestly, it was all of the Luke McFarland's a delight and Maggie, uh what's her name? Jill Wagner is a delight too. So yeah. when they were together it was extra delightful. Agreed. Yeah. I loved everything about it except for a couple of things. Yeah. Well, one other scene that I loved, and then we'll talk about your concerns. So I loved the, the ask on a date scene. I, they don't have that near enough, I don't think, on in Hallmark movies, but it was so cute. I was one of my favorites of this Christmas season, to be honest. Yeah. And he's like, so what are you doing Thursday? Oh, I have this. And he's like, what are you doing Friday? And he's just like, I'm going on a date Friday. And he's like, whoa, really? She's like, yeah, with a Tudor cafe slash cafe owner. That I know. That was so cute. It was I cute. That. I really liked it. And I was like, well, I hope someday someone will ask me on a date so I can use that. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That was so cute, I thought. And <laughs> the other part, uh, the they had this beautiful singer uh, they, doing Oh Holy Night. 
Okay, so sometimes you are a little nicer about the singers than I am. Not gonna lie, you're like, oh, there's singer. I'm. This is a preface. Okay. And um, and sometimes I just I'm like, well, if Rachel likes them, you know, different strokes for different folks. (laughs) This guy, I you had tweeted, oh, he's so lovely singing wise, and I was like, hmm, I guess I'll listen and see. And I was like, bravo. Well done. And I think the reason why I was so impressed and I loved him so much is because he was just singing like pure and from the heart. And he wasn't singing in a way that was trying to be like, I'm the best. He was just like, I'm just going to try to do this song justice so people can hear it and feel how wonderful this song is. (laughs) Not like, I'm the best. Everyone be impressed at how well I'm singing, which is really, you know, it's, 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 a slippery slope and you fall into it but he he wasn't even close to falling into it no. he was so great i want him to be in all of the christmas movies and singing if he like, had, do we do we know his name i don't know we should find out because i never live tweeted a video clip and it was so good that i literally on my phone like held it up to my tv so that i could you know even though it didn't look great i just wanted people to hear how good it was and uh, on the live tweet. Uh, and Oh Holy Night is a hard song. Yeah, and he, he he's probably an angel because he was singing like one, governor. It, it has a he whole was so good. change. It's hard. It's really hard. And he's great. Oh, I want to talk about the quilt. Okay. And moving on. Okay. This bloke, this bloke who has kept this stupid glove for a million years from a girl that he kind of liked when he was 13. We're expecting him to give up this beautiful handcrafted quilt from yeah. his wife who died and just throw it away so he moves on. No, it was completely out of line. Like he can fold it up and like put it in storage. But like, that's just like saying like, forget my wife. I'm going to keep this stupid glove still it made me really angry um like on behalf of his first wife who he did love and who was delightful who helped him start his tutoring thing um anyway it made me really mad i i just hated it i hated that he gave away the blanket yeah it made because like i loved in christmas homecoming how she has goes through that process of giving away the clothes like that felt so authentic to me but like I think it's different, like clothes versus like a handmade quilt. Like it, it's it's different. Well, and also I am the sort of a person where I feel like you keep something. You're not cutting them out of your life, and like no one should ever resent you for keeping something that is yeah. like a memory. Obviously, don't you know talk to it and be like, oh, if only you were here, quilt lady. Like that was different, but. Just giving it away seems, it seems, it seems. If you think about um, trading Christmas, which of course, you know, I love, like she tells the daughter, she's like, I I don't want to look at those pictures now. You know, like those are holding me back, but it's important that we do look at them and that we always remember, but it's stopping me. Like that's the right way to look at this. Like it's important that we have it and then we remember, but not to the point of it stopping you from progressing. If your name is Casey, okay? Yes. And it's because you are called K, the letter, and your last name is C, 
you do not say, oh, I'm going to be called Casey, C-A-S-E-Y. If you're going to go ahead and be called Casey, you're going to spell it with a K. It drove me insane. That was cheap. That was cheap by the movie people. Wait, what? So what's his full name? His name, his, his real name is like Cade, K-A-D-E. Oh. And then his last name was like Chalmer or something. It started with a C. So people started calling him oh, KC. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, oh, I see. Like people would be calling you RW, but that right, doesn't right. have a nice ring to it. And so then he started going by KC, which is fine. And then he started going by KC, which is like slightly different. But if he was going to go by KC, KC. He wouldn't have done it with a C. He would have spelt it with a K. And the only reason why they spelt it with a C, and we know it was spelled with a C because it was written on his thing. We right. know it was spelled with a K because it's K-C. Ew. Yeah. It was just as a way to try to trick us into not believing that it was him. And it was cheap. Wagner, like tons of credit because I swear, she, she stared at this, like stared in awe at this snow globe for like three minutes. Like, I, I, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. Like, how long she could, like, hold that, like. Jill Wagner is so talented, though. Can we just talk, like, she can do anything. I she, know. I, I totally sincere that she, like, held that, like, snow globe, you know, kind of thing. Like, she put the people in, uh, in Evergreen, <laughs> their snow globe oh, to shame. Oh, my gosh. The people at Christmas in Evergreen were like, this is magic. Womp, womp, we're done. Oh. They were so fast. I was like, did they even make a wish? Yeah. This isn't like a shooting star. You can take a little time. <laughs> I, yeah. I agree with you on that. For <laughs> sake. That's funny. Yeah. So anyway, the, I thought it was a very pleasant movie. That I really enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, well, you, I don't know why. On this one, you were like, Amber, you're not going to like it. it I, well, I thought like, you said that you weren't going to like it because of Karen Kingsbury. Well, it's because she wrote The Bridge. Oh, right, right, yeah. And The Bridge Part Two. <laughs> and that was just not for me. Right. Well, yeah, so I just, the long name, and it just sounded, it didn't sound good. And we didn't have a cast, I don't think. No, we didn't have no. a cast, and... It wasn't super clear what the premise was from the description. Yeah. I think the description they gave us was like, based on her novel, we made this movie. Yeah. Like, it didn't say anything. So, how many crowns do you give this one to? Um, so, I actually gave this one four crowns. I really did like it. There were just a couple of nitpicks that, they were pretty high deductions because I felt very passionately about them. Yeah. So, I gave it three and a half crowns oh interesting yeah i enjoyed it too i just i don't know um but i ended up at number 20 on my ranking i have it just after harvest love and just before destination wedding yeah that's pretty good for you yeah i was next door and i am fascinated by this movie because the description that we had at the preview was completely different than what we got you know, it was it, like, it was supposed to be about this like divorced dad whose ex sends under the kids. And, and then there's this, like the teacher of like one of, of one of his kids or something like they become bonded and, but he like prefers electronics. I just remember that it was like, prefers the computer over his kids in the description. I'm like, this is really weird. Like, uh, 
And so this got completely revamped, and I just don't know how they pulled this off. Like, and how they changed they... the name from Christmas Next Door to Father Christmas. I mean, it's not even the same movie, but it no. is. They just like, I don't know how. I don't. It was very. It's very peculiar. Like, you they guys. basically made this movie in like three weeks. It's it just blows my mind. Like that they could go from that description. And they casted it, they filmed it, they did everything. <laughs> like from the end of November to now, then we got it. I don't know, this is amazing to me. And I'm dying to talk to somebody who's in this movie. If you want to come on the podcast, please do. Because I'm just so curious about how they pulled this off and how they got everything together and everything like this. And I'll just flat out and say, I really liked it. I thought it was super charming. I really, it's about this confirmed bachelor. And he's like this motivational, writes these motivational books. Self-help books, I think. What's that? Self-help, I think, would be the term. Yeah, that's probably true. Self-help books, including a cookbook. I'm like, his family couldn't even read the darn cookbook? Like, But, like, who reads a cookbook, to be fair? I mean, you can look through it and kind of know what the recipes are. You don't read the cookbook. Fair enough. I'm just like, man, these guys are... They're not a... They're not a... uh, I don't know, not all that supportive. But anyway... And so Jesse Metcalf plays our lead, and Redford, which is actually a pretty good name. I'm is that his name? I didn't even write down the name. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so he's in Chesapeake Shores as Trace, of course, and in Country Wedding, which I love. I also and... love Country Wedding. Oh, we do. I didn't think you liked it. Yes, I do. Okay, it's pretty high. Um, it's like a three point nine. Oh, good. Cool. And then he was also in Fairfield Road, which I've never seen. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's a Hallmark movie. It's is it from, young. like, the 90s? I don't know. I anyway. anyway. Anyone who's it. seen Fairfield Road, tell us about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and then we have Fiona Gubelman, who has redeemed herself from the Tulips movie. <laughs> oh, the Tulips movie. Talk about a MacGuffin. But, um, no, th- she was so great in this movie. Oh she gosh. really was a delight. Yeah. And the woman worked incredibly hard. I was looking at her IMDb. She has like nine projects in 2017. Like some of her just episodes on TV. But like, she's a hard worker. She's, she's going places. And she was just so charming and sweet in this. And I thought they had great... Hey, this movie was fine for me. Um, I had so many issues. Oh, okay. Um, and they're nitpicky. I'll, I'll grant it. Like I wasn't... I didn't want to die when I was watching it. It was fine. But mm-hmm. um, like... He was super rude for no reason about Christmas. Like, I know that girl dumped him, but you don't have to throw ornaments in the road. And <laughs> I know he's like a bachelor, and I know it's part of his arc, but he was kind of off-putting for me at the beginning. I'm going to be real. Okay. Um, and his friends were sort of just useless. I'm going to say that. Mm-hmm. And they weren't funny, and they could have been funny, and they weren't. And also... Um, they were, he was super rude to that nice neighbor man. Also, he lives two houses away and how loud was he listening to his music that he'd be like, oh, sorry, was that too loud? Like, if you can hear the music coming from someone's house two houses away, that is too loud. Can (laughs) you even imagine the poor guy who lives between them, who they're so rude to, who has to listen to his loud music and her students? I mean, yeah. for Pete's sake, he <laughs> I mean, is, he's the victim here, and he's just being nice, and he's trying to be like, 
Christmas spirit, everybody. And they're like, what a jerk. He's so nosy. I don't know. It made me really mad. And then also, sorry, I'm just going. Um, his, her sister, who was like super meddlesome, but not like very fun about it. Uh-huh. Except for when she made cookies and when I was skating. But like outside of those activities with the children, she uh-huh. was just like not a fun meddlesome sister. Ugh. But her like boyfriend her. and her, they had no progress, even though it was kind of like a subplot. They, he, didn't, he didn't learn to make a commitment or anything, even though his idol started making commitments. I, it made me really mad that they didn't progress or grow. Like, they didn't service my secondary characters, Rachel. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> One thing I did like is her sister. I thought they totally looked like they could. I thought she was fine. I thought she was cute. I liked her sister. I didn't have a problem with the sister. But again, it's not as important to me. And <laughs> I, I thought the bachelors were fine. They were fine. They did. And you could tell immediately. I knew immediately as soon as I saw that one had a Santa hat that he was like married three kids. Like, <laughs> it just, it was so funny to me. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was so funny to me. Like the idea of what like a bachelor is in the Hallmark world, you know, is, is funny to me. Like drinking light beer and like hanging out and watching football. And they're all like, yeah, our wives never let us watch football. I'm like, what are like, what are these women? Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> I, get, I get the gambling thing. I get it. But, like, let your men watch football. Like, yeah, and it's, it's just football for Pete's sake. It's not like... <laughs> liked the two kids. What, did you like the two kids at all? Oh, the kids were fine. The boy was a little too precocious for me. Okay. Um, but, like, not... I know His, like, character was supposed to be that way. And mm-hmm. I was like, he needs to be a little bit grounded. That's all. Yeah. You know, but he's the uncle. He doesn't ground people. He's a fun uncle. Yeah. So she is a violinist. And I thought that if she doesn't play the violin, I thought she pulled it off very well in the, like, fake playing. I don't know. It looked very real to me. Hmm. Either really to you? It didn't look real? Okay. Agree to disagree. All also, right. I did I get really super impressed. irritated with the, like, imagine clones. She doesn't tell us who her clones are. She's like, oh, I did the clones thing. I really wanted them to do, and it would have been ridiculous, but, like, I wanted them to do, like, a pan from the back of her, and, like, her favorite people sitting there, and there were the three judges, and they were, like, replaced with her and the niece's nephew and Jesse Metcalf or something. I wanted that to have a payoff, other Mm. than just her saying, like, nailed it, which... What did you think of the meddlesome mother? The meddlesome mother did a great job of being a meddlesome mother. Yeah. But, like, I'm not exactly sure what her goal was, other just to make her son spend time with his niece and nephew which i mean if that's her goal that's fine but that's not the traditional role of a meddlesome mother she wasn't like actually actively scheming matchmaking she was just trying to get him to like fall in love with christmas which was weird but i don't know i liked it i uh, i bought it and i thought it was funny i guess i thought a lot of things were funny that maybe you didn't i thought that him like curbing the santa i thought that was really funny to me that was hilarious um but uh it was so rude. I liked a lot of things. I guess the, you know, I liked I liked the Kirby and the Santa. I liked her. I said I wrote down her sister was super cool, and they looked like sisters. And I loved the whole Caroline scene. I thought the Caroline scene was so refreshing. And I, I don't understand why they don't use Caroline more as an activity because yeah. it's super easy. You doesn't require any making snow or anything like that. And uh, it was just it's it's just was. I don't know. It was just so fun. I thought, and 
Uh, and they had no digital snow, which I appreciated. And they had actual, like, it was cold when they filmed this. Because they, they had actual liquid in actual cups that were, like, hot. <laughs> Man, liquid in cups is your favorite thing. Yes. <laughs> it was, like, it just brought the whole experience. It made it feel, like, more real. Well, I, you know how I feel about Santas. I mean, snowmen. I hate snowmen. Yeah. Puffball snowmen. But I'd rather, Caroline's great. I think the reason why they probably don't is because it takes up some screen time where they actors can't have dialogue. Of the ending, I thought it was really good. And he's like, they're sitting there for dinner. And uh, he's just like, I know where she is. I know, because she was mad at him. That was stupid of her. But anyway, so he goes and she's playing at the restaurant. And I thought that was so good. And he's like, he's like, uh, I don't want to, uh, you don't, you don't even write romance novels. <laughs> He's like, uh, I don't want to write one. I want to be in one. I'm like, that was really good. I thought. And, and then we get a second ending, which was great. So we get our, our great ending and then we get a second ending in, in, in the snow. And, uh, that was very, I, I just thought, I thought that was great. I love both those. I so. was, uh, fine with it. <laughs> Well, like I said, I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I gave it four crowns. Oh, interesting. I gave it 2.9 crowns. What? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I have it at 16 in my ranking. That's pretty high for you, dude. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought they were, had, you know, like, chemistry is everything for me, and I thought they had really good chemistry, and I just really enjoyed it. Okay, fair enough. So I have it just after Harvest Wedding at 15 and just before coming home for Christmas. All right, I mean, uh, yeah, coming home for Christmas, the one with Danica. Yep. This one, we have Christmas Connection. And this uh, was our adventurous flight attendant, Sydney. She uh, is planning to go uh, to Fiji or something. I can't remember where, do you remember where she was going? Bora Bora. Bora Bora, sorry. Bora Bora. And, but she has to take care of this unaccompanied minor, this little girl, and she ends up getting delayed in Chicago and she ends up meeting with her dad. And so the, the flight attendant, Sydney, is played by Brooke Burns, who I love, who's in Most Wonderful Time of the Year, which I love. And she was also in, I think it's Hallmark, The Gourmet Detective. Yeah. So she's in that. And... Uh, but this is only her second Christmas movie, which surprised me. And then Tom Everett Scott, which as far as I could tell, this is his debut. Yeah. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, you can have Tom Everett Scott in every movie you want. <laughs> yeah. They were really, really good. They had good chemistry. Um, and yeah, I wasn't a big fan of this movie. I, they, they, I know I say chemistry is everything, but I thought this movie was kind of boring. Yeah, it was fine for me. You don't care about the, you didn't care about the subplot of her parents. No. Um, I was like, I'm interested to see how they meet. Let's find out. Um, the clues were a little bit not fun. It wasn't, I mean, it's kind of more fun when you can figure it out together. And obviously, I have seen The Cutting Edge, so I knew pretty early on once they said he was a hockey player and when she was like, she's a dancer, I was like, oh, obviously they were a Paris figure skating team together, obviously. So, I mean, it was fun for me that I could figure it out before they did. But, um, I don't know. I really liked it. I liked that they, uh, I thought they were cute together. I like, she was really great when she was talking with the little girl and the little girl was 
so cute for me. Yeah. I thought she was so cute and did such a good job. She was very cute. And yeah, they did have good chemistry. But I don't know. I would just way rather had it been like, I don't know, just some, just some like uh, generic Hallmark, we got lost traveling kind of story. Like they have those kind of things. Just something like that. I mean, I guess we get it next coming up in Romance at Reindeer Lodge. But like, I don't know. I just thought it was boring. Oh, I was, and I was fine with her being like a flight attendant who couldn't get her, a, you know, a jump yeah. seat out. Because why that. would you pay for a flight if you're a flight attendant? You just wait for a seat. And she didn't have any, you know, yeah. place where she was going. I was, I was fine, I was fine with, with that. Comments. I'm just saying. I was that. fine with everything. The house was the most beautiful house that, that we've had yet this season. It was a beautiful house. Um, but, like, a most wonderful time of the year, for instance, like, there's an element of a character keep missing flights and stuff like that and whatever. And it, it totally works. And it's not like that movie has, like, tons of plot, but I like it so much better than this. Just the plot that they chose, it was just not interesting to me. I just didn't like it. So, you I was pretty... You just hate... You hate mysteries. I, I'm not a big fan of mysteries. And it wasn't even, like, a mystery. It was, like, a side plot. And it was kind of fun and little, and it just gave them excuses to go to different places and sightsee. I didn't think it was little. I thought it was a lot, and I... I don't know. But, um... And yeah. let's was, not maybe forget, my expectations were just too high. Let's not forget that the uncle in this movie was played by Adam Hertig, Nick from Snowman's. Oh, nice! <laughs> when he showed up, I was so ex- like, I was like, "Oh, is that him? His hair's long and he has a beard. It's him. I think it is." And I like did so much yeah. searching of my heart, and I became convinced it was him. And then I was right. But I was very excited to see him. They got they got extra points because he was in it. Uh-huh. Just because I was so excited. I'm a big fan of him now. I to say about this. I thought they had great chemistry. I love them. thought they were great. I thought the, door, the girl was adorable. And, uh, but the rest I didn't really like very much. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. So how many crowns did you give this one? I gave it 3.6 crowns. So I, well... I don't know. I give it 2.5 for me. What? Rachel, yeah. take it back. No. Bump it up. Bump it up. <laughs> Bump it up. I liked it. 2. I... 2.75. 2.75. 2.75. All right. I can give it 2.75. Yes. You guys, we did it. We did it. But I would never want to watch it again. I thought it was very really? boring. No, oh, I really liked it. Absolutely not. It was, it, I, I just thought it was boring. Um, so yeah, I have it at number 46 on my ranking. I have it after the perfect bride at 45 and I have the campfire kiss at 47 and romance at reindeer lodge. And we have Molly and Jared have sworn off partaking in holiday activities. So they're done. And Molly finds out that she's going to get two weeks off of work, which I think is like, unless you're in a seasonal business or obviously a service business where you need to be open, uh, this is a great idea. Like you would improve so much morale. Everybody would be happier. It'd be a great idea. And so anyway, her boss, but she's like a workaholic and so she doesn't know what to do, and she ends up winning this trip to Jamaica on the radio. And 
Oh no, it turns out she gets on the plane after meeting this guy. It's actually Jamaica, Vermont. <laughs> and okay, I just have to say, the movie was trying to sell it like, oh, it's just this, some big mix up. I can't believe you didn't understand, like, oh, oops, the radio station made a mistake and they sent you to the wrong Jamaica. No, the radio station did this on purpose as a shenanigan. Like, you can't. Yeah. I know this. Stop acting like it's some unfortunate event like but she just didn't like read her ticket right or something like yeah that. no this was planned by yeah. the radio station to be like this like a goof yeah it's a goof both these actors are hallmark debuts we have nikki whalen who is australia she's from australia she was on home and family she's actually from australia and josh kelly played the guy and they end up at reindeer lodge and we talked about but this this season is very lodge intensive. Lodge slash in slash in cottage. Slash cottage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can have one fake fiance movie, but you gotta have all these lodge movies. Not to um, mention that they're all in peril. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, and so yeah, so there's this uh and of course he's coming there to like he has the financial reports and <laughs> he's looking at the reindeer lodge. And you have a very uh, Santa-ish couple that runs the lodge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of the Hallelujah Chorus, <laughs> when she gets to Vermont, it was Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Why? That's I thought that was so funny. I'm like, you're gonna have the <laughs> Hallelujah Chorus, but you have I don't know. That made me laugh. But anyway, and. So, yeah, I thought that they had some fun moments together, and I liked the other couple that was mm-hmm. there to, like, make this, like, reindeer book, but, like, the reindeer are not, they're not there, they're not, they haven't come, so it's, like, false advertising, and they, they I liked that other couple pretty good, um, but I didn't think that they had the great, even though there were some nice moments, I didn't think they had the greatest chemistry, and I don't know, so what did you think about romance at reindeer lodge okay (laughs) you guys um this was rough for me first of all she needs to stop trying to dress herself and style herself like draco malfoy from harry potter i mean i'm fine with short hair but i am not fine with heavily blonde dyed hair slicked back Especially in the scene where she was literally wearing a green cape. Like, all I could see was Draco Malfoy. It was very distracting. Second of all, they had no chemistry. Third of all, she woke up in the morning and her supposed to think she wakes up and she has a full face of makeup on. Shenanigan. Care about the other couple. You're like, Amber, they're a secondary character. Of course you cared about them. No, I didn't. They were boring. First of all, he's supposed to be some fancy photographer and he keeps trying to like, there's all these moments like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this couple on this sleigh. You guys smile for the camera. Click, click. That's supposed to be his fancy photography book. Like, oh, he wants to make the photography book about the reindeer. Oh, whatever. No, he wanted to be about Chris. They were Christmas prints. Like. Prince oh, I thought that's why he was so upset and they was all crying because like oh the reindeer aren't really there and they're all upset with them like yeah, I know you... they wanted reindeer in the book but it wasn't like exclusively a reindeer book it was 
Christmas prints. Oh, I thought it was exclusive. So that's why he took pictures of like Christmas things, but he kept being like, smile. (laughs) Nobody wants that. Nobody wants, but but like if they were like helping each other, oh, that's how you take photography pictures. Made me, it made me crazy. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, I'm happy that they are having their one year anniversary. That's nice. But then they're just like, oh, the reindeer is just not working out. I didn't like it. Um, I, I'm sick to death of save the family farm, barn, yeah. ho- house, lodge, inn, uh, car, whatever it is that's up for sale. I'm sick of it. And I was like, how about you pay your mortgage and then we don't have to worry about this. Not to mention, they're conning people and straight up lying to them that the reindeer are here. I'm supposed to be rooting for these people who are don't pay their bills and whatever, and then but they still have time to find the money to have eighty thousand lights on their house. The electricity bill yeah. alone. Just don't put lights on your house, and you can probably pay your mortgage. Mm. The other I mean, thing that annoyed me was that there was a total liar reveal story which was very grown inducing but like it didn't make sense with her character she's supposedly this like workaholic who like never wants to leave the office doesn't even want to go on this vacation to begin with you think if anybody would be understanding of having a father who was like you know a workhorse or whatever that like she would be understanding of that because that was basically her like she (laughs) you know and so the and fact like, that she would pretend to be all this like, oh, how could you want? And was basically blaming him for like the decisions of his father, which was so unfair. And guess what, people? Uh, they haven't been paying their things. They're allowed to foreclose on them. That's just the way it works. Yeah. And I was, also, it I was make really sense. hoping, I was really hoping this was going to be the one where they didn't get the thing. And then everyone didn't show up. And I was like, well, yeah, because no one's going to come buy these stupid See? prints of Christmas because they're terrible. And then somehow they're like, oh, we paid for them all. Oh, the dad's so kind. All of a sudden. That's why I say that's why You've Got Mail is better because it actually closes the store. And the beginning of the movie, nobody in the town has any idea that this place is open again. Like, no one. And they're like, oh, that's open? Oh, I didn't even know that was back in business. And so that yet by the end of the movie, they're like so devastated that it's going to close. And they didn't even know that it was open like five days ago. It's, it's the, it's the worst you guys. Um, honestly, I hate it. was not a strong film. It was too bad. I mean, and if you want to talk about literally almost the exact same story is in snowed in on lifetime this weekend like it's so similar you got a couple you got this you know stranded in this lodge run by santa's types very similar this was way i mean that one was way better than this and we'll talk about that later this week but still it's it can be done like they had all the elements to make a good movie but it just didn't really work it was kind of boring for me yeah it was it was <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, like it literally made me angry and it's making me angry and I will continue to be angry about it probably until we stop talking. So how many crowns did you give it? You know, it's lucky. It should be grateful that I gave it 0.8 crowns. Whoa. So this is your worst of the year. Yeah. It's a maybe it's like right. It's probably like bottom 10. Of all time. 
Wow. I think I nope. I can't talk about it anymore. We're done. <laughs> All right. Well, I did have it pretty low, so I'm not that far off from you. I I gave it two crowns, which is probably being generous. But I have yeah, it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I make it one point five. I can do one point five. I have it at number sixty-two on my ranking. So I have it just after Summer in the Vineyard, which I thought was so boring. And but I I didn't hate it as much as Engaging Father Christmas, which I have at sixty-three. You like this more than Engaging Father Christmas? Because yes, that one made me bonkers. Okay, what else is there? Uh then I have At Home in Midford and the Perfect Christmas Present. I uh because both of those I just found like so infuriating and frustrating to watch. The, this uh, was just more we like we will bland. never agree on this, but this is <laughs> definitely the worst of the year. <laughs> I'm a pretty low though. Very low. So I have it. Push a, it down. Push no. it down. <laughs> I, it is not to me worse than Engaging Father Christmas. I hated that movie. It that made me bonkers. I mean, like, and I want to apologize to everyone who worked on this movie. You put your heart and soul into it. The end. <laughs> I don't know. I I just felt like this one was just like bland and kind of boring. Whereas like for me, At Home in Midford, Engaging Father Christmas, and Perfect Christmas Present were like actively frustrating. All right, so we did it. All seven. And uh, yeah, so I guess we should do our rankings of the weeks. Are we going to do them the weeks or just all of them together? All of them together, I think. Okay. So I have... My ranking, uh, Christmas Next Door, at number one. I have uh, Christmas Cottage, at number two. Oh, I have Maggie's Christmas Miracle, at two. I have Christmas Cottage, at three. I have Sharing Christmas, at four. Um, Christmas Connection, at five. Christmas Encore, at six. And Romance Ranger Lodge, at seven. Okay, um, so for these two weeks, I have Maggie's Christmas Miracle at number one, Christmas Connection number two, The Christmas Cottage, and Sharing Christmas tied in third and fourth place, Christmas Next Door, then Christmas Encore, and if there were anything else, they'd still be ahead of Romance at Reindeer Lodge. <laughs> Yes. Okay. We have coming up this week, we have Christmas Getaway. And uh, and then, wait, no, we don't. Yeah, sorry, just a second. So yeah, so we have Christmas Getaway on Saturday. And we have uh, Rocky Mountain Christmas, which is another weird, because I was originally called Unbridled Love, and that's such a better name. Oh, it's such a better name. <laughs> than Rocky Mountain Christmas. So I don't know why. And that has Lindy Booth, who was in the uh, ornament. I mean, that has Lindy Booth, who was in the Angel movie that I don't like. So I love Lindy Booth. I've loved Lindy Booth since she was on The Famous Jet Jackson. She's also on The Librarians now. She's such a delight for me. So, I mean, I'm just... I'm just primed to like her. That might be why I like the Angel movie, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and the Christmas getaway has Bridget Reagan and Travis Von Winkle. That's quite a name. It's one calls the heart. Yes. 
Wynn calls the heart a Christmas wishing tree. So that will be really, really good. And we did get a poster this week for the Royal New Year one with Sam Page and Jesse Schramm. And uh, I, I really like Jesse Schramm. I've liked both of her movies so far. And so hopefully that one will be good. And, and Sam Page has a ways to go. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he has to redeem himself from uh from the Mr. Christmas debacle. He better oh. find that Annie Claus magic or I am out on Sam Claus. I mean Sam Page. <laughs> on Santa Claus too. You're just blaming with Santa Claus for Sam Page's um yeah, so anyway, but then we're almost can you believe we're almost done. I mean, I really can after watching Romance at Reindeer Lodge. <laughs> it's like they were like, you guys, we're in the home stretch. Let's make you be happy about it. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Seven movies. What did you think? How would you rank them? Put in the comments section. And uh, thanks so much. And so, Amber, where can people find you? Um, as always, people can find me. I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter. And that's it. Yeah. So you can find me at Smiling Ale Desk on social media and at Rachel's Reviews on YouTube and iTunes. And so check that out and make sure you're subscribed to us all over the place on Instagram and iTunes and SoundCloud and everywhere. So thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye everybody.